What's going on, you guys? Uh, so as some of you may have listened to my last podcast. If you have not, go back and listen to it. It's about my origin story, and it's a little bit about how I got started in marketing um, and how I really, it's it's just great. Go and listen to it. I promise you, it'll be uplifting. It'll make you feel amazing. Um, so I, after I posted that, some people who did watch it actually came to me, and they started asking me a little bit about, well, really my plan to help retire my parents. Um, and I figured I'd actually go ahead and just make, well, use this as my next podcast episode. So, um, bottom line, I, my, my story with the, my story with, uh, what really, why I wanted to retire my parents in the first place kind of goes back to when I was younger, um, back when I was a little kid, you know, elementary, middle school, um, uh, back, back those days, you know, um, I, I was playing, I was a travel hockey player. So, um, with travel hockey, it's a massive, massive commitment. And I remember every single weekend we were actually going out and traveling to different locations. So I, I remember because I'm here in Atlanta and hockey's not huge here in Atlanta, I would have to travel all the way up to Michigan, Chicago, New York, Colorado. Uh, we were going all over the place um, just so we could play some hockey. And that's a super, super expensive expense, but I was having a great time. I was having an awesome time. Our team was great. We actually ended up winning the national championship. You can only imagine how that felt, being an Atlanta team and winning the national championship for ice hockey. That doesn't happen very often. Actually, we were the first team in Atlanta and the state of Georgia to win the national championship, which is an even better feeling. Um, but bottom line, with all those things that I was doing, that was very expensive. And my parents had to spend a lot of money, a lot of money to pay for my travel. And I was so young that I didn't really realize what they were doing. Um, I just knew that I was having a great time. I was having so much fun. That's that's all I knew. I didn't know that my parents were shelling out thousands of dollars every single month to pay for my travel. We traveled every single week. And can you imagine a hotel every single weekend for eight months out of the year? That's an expense. Add those numbers up and you're going to be like in shock. Um, two, three nights a week. Um, so it was very expensive. And come 2007, 2008, when the market crashed, um, it all caught up to us and it caught up to my parents and they had been spending so much money helping, you know, my brother, my sister, me enjoy our lives and enjoy what we're doing with ourselves that, you know, it caught up with them to say the least. And, and 2007, 2008, those were some very, very hard times in the Von Dwingle household. Um, matter of fact, my, my, we, we lost both of our cars, like my parents, my mom, my dad, both lost their cars. Uh, we lost our RV. Um, we lost. We lost our house. I mean, we were borderline homeless. We lost our house. I remember. I remember we were going and looking at a bunch of different houses, and um, we were going through bankruptcy. So it's hard to find a house. You can't get a loan when you're going through bankruptcy. So we had to purchase cash, um, and we actually found the home that we're in now, which is an absolutely beautiful home. Um, but bottom line, the reason I bring this up is to let you know that my parents wanting to give me and my brother and my sister the life that we've always dreamed of and that we wanted and that they felt like we wanted, um, they put themselves in a tough financial position and it ended up coming back and biting them. And that's something that if you really think about it, and if you really, really think about it, I mean, most good parents would, a lot of good parents would do this, but some of them wouldn't, right? Some of them would not. Their, their child's stuck at home doing nothing because they don't have money. Um, my parents actually did. My parents actually did a lot of things, even though we didn't have that much money. They still went in debt. They did all these things to bring me a lifestyle that I wanted, that they knew that I wanted. 
they put themselves in harm's way so I can enjoy my life. And that's a feeling that's, um, when you really think about that, the, the feelings behind that is absolutely insane. It's literally sacrificing yourself for somebody else. And that's something crazy. Um, and so bottom line, fast forward to like a, a bunch of years later, um, I finally realized that, wow, all these things that my parents have done for me, um, well, you know what? Let me back, <laughs> let me backtrack a couple of years. So, um, so my parents had paid paid for my hockey all the way from second grade all the way up until senior year of high school, um, and it was obviously very expensive. But up until about the seventh seventh grade, that's when we actually got a bankruptcy. We we went through bankruptcy, um, and that was a very 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 hard time. Um, not just not just on me, but also on my parents, but especially on me. Um, as I was moving out, I had grown up my entire life in the same school, in the same school district, and with the same friends. Um, and now we're losing our house, um, and, I, and we had to move. And we and all the, these different stressors um, actually led to me getting very, very sick. Um, I started having ulcers um, in my mouth. I had ulcers really everywhere and uh, my stomach. I, I remember there would be days when I would lay in bed, curled up in a ball, like aching. Cause I feel like there was literally someone just continuously pushing a knife right into my stomach and it was piercing me. And that was the feeling that I would have. And so I, I'd curl up in a ball to try and avoid, try and avoid that pain until finally it's time to get up to go to school. And then I get up and go to school and because I've got Crohn's disease, I don't know if you guys know what Crohn's is, but, Bottom line, Crohn's disease is a brutal disease. And matter of fact, I'm actually running a, I'm actually running a, um, a my birthday's on the 5th of October, which is in two days. I'm running a uh, fundraiser for it actually on my Facebook. I'll actually put the link down in the description. If you listen to this and you go and donate, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you can't donate it, at least go and share Please go and share that Facebook post and get the picture, get the message out to more people. Crohn's is rough. It's a foundation. It's a fundraiser for Crohn's, uh, for, for Crohn's disease and for colitis. But anyways, backtrack, back to my story. So I remember days when I would be sitting in my bed, cry, almost, almost tears in my eyes in pain. And then I'd have to get up and get ready for school. Um, and I remember that was extremely difficult for me. And the reason why is because Crohn's disease is a disease where about your intestines and your intestines are obviously they, they break down food it's about your immune system and your immune system's first response whenever you have something inside of your body the immune system says get that out in any way possible whether it's coming out of your mouth or out of the other side um but that's what your body does and crohn's disease is the, the issue with Crohn's disease is bacteria forms up in your gut when you have food that does not break down fast enough, right? So if my food is sitting in my stomach and it's not breaking down, bacteria starts to develop and different, and then my immune system turns on as normal and starts killing that bacteria. But the issue is, is once all that food's broken down, once all the bacteria is dead, my immune system doesn't know when to stop. So it continues. It continues pushing everything out of my body. It continues attacking my intestines as if there's bacteria there that it needs to kill. It continues doing that, which causes ulcers. It causes it causes massive amounts of pain. And bottom line, so I would, I, I remember I, I was sick out of my mind. Every single day to go to school, I was late because I had to go to, I had to go to the bathroom multiple times in the morning 
and, and that hour between the time I get up and actually head to school, I'd go to the bathroom three times. There'd be multiple times that I'd be on the way to school, sitting in the car, and I start feeling like, oh my God, I gotta go home. I gotta go home. And then I gotta go home. And then we gotta turn around. I gotta go back. And then I end up being late to school. And that was kind of my process. That's what I was dealing with. Every single day I would come into, I would walk into class. I'd be the, I'd be late. I would be late to school every single day. And I know most people, they're like, heck yeah, I'm late. Not me. I hated it. I would walk in there. Everyone would be looking at me. I'd be late. And it's not because I was off at Chick-fil-A. I was off at McDonald's. It's because I was sick. It's because I was sick at home. It was an awful feeling. I hated it. Um, but bottom line, that was my struggle that I was going through until finally, we finally found my doctor. He diagnosed me with Crohn's disease. Um, and that's when finally started making a, a, a progression forward and actually improving my health. Um, but with Crohn's, I, I can no longer, I could no longer eat carbohydrates. I could no longer eat so many things. Um, really the things like the rice, the beans, those cheap foods that are kind of fillers, bread. I couldn't eat bread. These cheap foods that would, that people really just use to fill up um, and get full. Um, I, I couldn't eat those anymore. Uh, only things I could eat were fruits, meats, and vegetables, which are pretty expensive. I couldn't have preservatives, so I had to have everything fresh. That's expensive. And, uh, I couldn't. We couldn't buy something, um, and then it lasts a long time. We would have to buy things like a fresh apple, a fresh orange, um, fresh meat, and we and we had to go get all of our meat from the butcher. And it was just it was an it's an expensive lifestyle, and takes a lot of money. And on top of that, it takes a lot of time. And when I say time, um, I can't just eat cereal for breakfast. I remember when I was in high school because I was already late to school every single day. My parents knew how much I hated being late to school every single day, and they knew that it was very hard for me to get up earlier. So instead of me having to wake up super early while I'm already feeling bad. Uh, and then make myself eggs or something along those lines because I can't have cereal. My parents would get up every single morning at five o'clock ish in the morning just so they could make me breakfast, just so they could make me an omelet. I remember they used to make me omelets and they started making um, fried eggs and they did all these things just because they wanted to help me with my health and help me with my situation. And that was something that's like I, I need to pay them back. I need to give it back. I need to return it. How can I return that love that they gave me? How can I return that passion that they gave me? I need to do it some way, right? So at this point, that's when I start realizing. So now I'm going to fast forward again to like my senior year of high school. Um, senior year of high school, I start actually really getting an understanding of all the things that they've done for me. Back in seventh grade, back in eighth grade, back when I was a little kid, I never really understood all the sacrifices that they had been making for me. And finally, I started realizing it. And I started realizing, wow, they gave up this so I can have this. We went through bankruptcy because they wanted to make sure that my that my brother, my sister, and I are enjoying our lives. Obviously, it was because they were also enjoying their life, but it was heavily because of us, because of the kids. And they spent every single weekend with us taking me on travel on travel hockey, taking my brother on travel hockey. Um, that's how they spent their entire life was based off of us, their kids. And it's crazy. And I, I really thought about that. I was like, okay, this is what they're doing for me. I need to do something for them. I, I see that they still they still don't have a retirement account. They don't have any sort of safety net. They don't have they don't have any plan of retirement. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to do something. I, I can't just sit here and do nothing, right? Uh, because if I do nothing, then they'll never retire. They'll be working till the day they die. Uh, who who would enjoy that? No one's going to enjoy working till the day, I, day the day they die. My dad's a laborer. 
You can't do labor until the day you die. When he gets 70 years old, there's no way he's going to be able to build a mailbox post anymore. There's no way he's going to be able to dig holes in the ground so he can install people's mailbox posts. There's absolutely no way. It's not going to happen. So I need to figure out what can I do? What can I do to help them? That's when I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to give it to them so they can retire. That's what I'm going to do. So then I start, I, I, I start doing door-to-door sales. Um, I started with door-to-door sales. I literally, my first day was actually the day after high school graduation. While everybody else was out partying, celebrating graduation, I was out doing door-to-door sales, doing door-to-door sales. Um, that summer after I graduated, I talked to nobody. I pretty much stopped talking to all of my friends from school um, and just started focusing on retire my parents, retire my parents, retire my parents, retire my parents, retire my parents. That's it. That's the only thing I thought about. Um, and, that was only, and that was the only thing I worked towards every single day. Um, so that was my plan. I'm going to make a bunch of money, retire my parents. Um, and I just, you know, for the next couple of years, well, year and a half, two years, I just continue with that same avenue, that same thought. I'm going to retire my parents. I'm going to retire my parents. How do I make this much money so I can retire my parents? Um, <clears throat> and at some point it started getting overwhelming. It became overwhelming. And I started seeing with people that I know, um, mainly people my age, when I see, or really just stories, fairy tales, everything you can think of, when people are given things, they become entitled. And it doesn't make them happy. It really does not make them happy. They become entitled, they get upset, they get depressed, they get mad, they start getting hateful. And it, it's rough. It, it, it's like an acid. Like If you think about it, if you really think about it, um, entitlement is a disease. And this is something that Kevin O'Leary said, and I don't know if any of you know him from Shark Tank. Entitlement is a disease. That was his quote. Entitlement is a disease. If you really let that sit in, people think that, okay, give me money, give me this, give me that. People think that that's going to make them happy, but it doesn't. It kills you. It kills you inside. It slowly deteriorates your entire body, your motivation, your happiness, your drive, your everything starts falling apart because you become getting, you start becoming entitled. And it's hard to reverse it the other way around. I started, I started noticing that. I started seeing it. And then that's when the newsflash kind of went off in my head. Um, okay. So entitlement, entitlement, entitlement. Um, entitlement's created by giving someone something, right? So, and I'm, I know for a fact, for me, I'm not really, I'm not achieving retiring my parents like I wanted to. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Granted, at this point, I'm, you know, 20 years old. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about why am I not making that? Why am I not making that progress? Why am I not making that progress? I, I don't really know why. So then I sat down, just think, think, think. Entitlement's bad. Entitlement's bad. Obviously, I wasn't specifically just thinking that, but that's when a newsflash kind of hit me, and I really thought about it, and I realized, okay, maybe, maybe instead of me trying to, instead of me trying to retire my parents. Maybe I should shift my focus and it should be on how can I help help my parents retire? Not how do I retire my parents, how do I help my parents retire? And that's when everything started shifting. That's when everything started changing and I started working with my parents instead of working almost for my parents. It completely changed my mind perspective. And that's when I found our first triplex. I got our first investment property. And now we're working on that investment property. We're we're in the process of flipping it. We're gonna we're, when, when we finish it, we're gonna sell it. We're gonna take a nice profit. Then we're gonna buy the next property, and then we're gonna take and then we're gonna do the same thing with that next property, which we already know which that next property is. We know exactly what it, what property it's gonna be, but 
We're going to take that next one. We're going to do the same thing with that one. Then we're going to sell. We're going to take all that money and put it into a bigger property. And then we're going to be able to buy a big old 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 unit apartment complex. And now, now we're making hundreds of thousand dollars a year off of rental properties, which is passive cash flow. That's retirement. The, the key to retirement is passive cash flow. All I got to do is help my parents and we together start buying investment properties and we start making passive cash flow. It's easy, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, not quite that easy, right? I don't know if any of you watch HGTV, but we finally purchased our first triplex. And there's so many different so many different issues that you would never see coming comes and pops up. Every single every single issue that you could possibly run into happens. Uh, for example, we figured out that oh no, our this, this the the wattage, the actual amps, the, the ampere amperage. I don't honestly, I don't even know the right terminology. I'm not the contractor, but we don't have enough power in each every single one of the units to be able to put the washer and dryer to put every put a fridge, put an oven, put a microwave, blah 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 in each one of the units. So what do we do? What do we do? We call an electrician to go and see if we can figure something out. There's nothing. There's pretty much nothing we can do. So then we have to start working around it. We have to start putting different systems in place to actually make it work. Now we've got and we finally we're like okay, so we have to get a washer and a dryer that actually take this much energy, this much power instead of this much power. The normal ones take this much power. We got to find one that takes half that much. So that's what we do. We go and we find the ones that take half that much. And then based off of the the fact that the units aren't the biggest things in the world, um, we don't have. We're like okay. Where the heck are we going to put these washer and dryers? But when we purchased these units, none of the units had a washer and dryer in them. So they're small units. Where are we going to put these washer and dryers? <laughs> There's no space, right? So we have to literally work out these space. We have to figure out where we're going to put it. This is a stressful time. We're like, okay, this unit, we need to make this much on it. In order to make this much on it, we have to have these amenities in the property and each unit. And a washer and dryer is one of those amenities that needs to be there. No one wants to go to a laundromat anymore. So we got to figure it out. So we decided, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to put a washer underneath the cabinet in the kitchen or underneath the uh, countertops in the kitchen. And then we're going to put a dryer, hang, a, a hanging dryer right above that. Perfect. Great plan, right? No, we can't find a washer that fits underneath the countertop. We, they're, they're all just a couple inches too big. Finally. So that's the next challenge. How, how, how are we going to find, how are we going to find a washer that's going to fit here when they don't, we can't find it anywhere. There's no washers that are this many. I don't remember. I think it's like 23 inches or something on it. I don't know if that's right at all. It might be completely wrong. It might be 500 inches. I have no idea, but bottom line, how do we find it? How do we find this? And so then we go on a journey and we start trying to find it. Finally, my mom actually found us a washer that fits and we finally got that installed yesterday. And now we are, all good, right? Nope, not yet. We're not there yet. Now we got to actually work on the next unit. So we're getting ready to start working on the second unit out of the three. And then once we finish with that, then we got some small work we got to do to the third unit. And I can't wait to figure out what surprises we're going to have on there. Um, but y'all, I want to just backtrack and kind of summarize this up a little bit. Um, the plan on how to retire your parents or the plan to achieve anything. If you if you want to help somebody in the world, you don't need to give them something. You need to help them get it themselves, right? Instead of and, and this applies to so many things in, in, in the world and in, in life. Like 
honestly, entitlement is a disease. Like I said, as Kevin O'Leary says, entitlement is a disease. It's a crutch. We need to focus on not how do I give, but how do I teach? How do I help? How do I help you do this? How do I help you become um, self-sustaining? And at the end of the day, I think if we can create a world where everyone is trying to help each other, help each other, help each other, not necessarily give, give, give to everybody, but help, help, help. I think that we would have a different world. I think that we'd be living in a much happier place. Um, But bottom line, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, And once again, I'm going to put the link to the fundraiser that I'm doing for Crohn's disease inside of this description. Please, by all means, if you can't donate, share the Facebook post. It's, it's very easy. You just tap share and it goes out to your feet and hopefully someone there will be able to donate. If not, hopefully maybe someone there will be able to share it. I have no idea, but Crohn's is a very serious disease. Please, I pray that you guys will um, help me out and help it help honestly help the uh, foundation. So thank you for listening to this. I hope you guys have a great day.